What's up, guys? I had an epiphany, and I may be wrong. Have you ever seen the owner of a NFL football team or the owner of a baseball team run down from the press box, grab the headset from the manager, and start coaching the team? No, you would never, ever see that. And in any good, successful organization, the owner is removed from the day-to-day operations. So I want to talk to you about this because it's so important. It's such an important principle that I outline some things that I think are going to really help you and uh, give you some insight on what you need to do to free yourself. That's the theme of this podcast. I mean, if we have to boil it down, it's freedom. It's enjoying the fruits of a business that you created and put together that runs independent of you. Your time is the most valuable asset that you have. And when we create a business, we have the blessing and the fortunate luxury of creating something that frees us. Uh, and, And that's what this podcast is about today. Tune in. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets podcast. I'm a big fan of winning, winning teams teams that can get it done, teams that can make it happen, specifically in sports, obviously. I mean, that's our that's the biggest teams thing. And, you know, when we think of teams, we do think of sports. But in, 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 in the way that I'm describing this today and the way I want to kind of hit on this topic today is teams in business. And what we have to accomplish is to put together good teams. So I was looking at some, some highlights, some football highlights of, of these teams that – notoriously uh, were not good. They made a position switch. They made uh, a manager change, and now they're uh, huge competitors in 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 the league. So uh, one of the teams is the Buffalo Bills. You know they weren't very good. They got a new quarterback. Uh, they got a new wide receiver. I, I'm pretty sure they got a new head coach. And just like that, they're they're back in contention. Now you might think, well. You know, the the quarterback, the head coach are pretty much the core of the business. So it's like, well, of course they're going to be good. Well, not necessarily. You know, even though the, the quarterback and the head coach might have talent, they need to rely on the other teammates in order to be successful. And those other teammates were with them when the business, when the team wasn't doing well. The other teammates were there. They needed to be led. So when we think about that in terms of contracting, we think of that in terms of our business. You know, we have team members that are not in those leadership roles, but they have been with us since the beginning. They have no intentions of becoming managers. They have no intentions of being leaders. They simply enjoy their role, and that's totally fine. They want to come to work. They want to do their job, and they want to go home. And we need people like that. But those people need to be led. And in the beginning, they need to be led by you. You are the person that needs to lead these people. And essentially, by leading them, it's giving them direction, seeing it through to the end result, 
and enforcing the promise that you have given to whoever you're working for, whether it's a contractor, whether it's a homeowner, okay? You have to enforce the standards. And eventually, hopefully, you build enough rapport, you build enough trust with these team members to where it's not as difficult to oversee them as, you know, to the point where you have to go to every job or you have to get to that level, okay? Once you're at that position, then you have to bring in a manager to do it for you. So, like, it wouldn't make sense for the owner of a sports team to be coaching the team. You know, you would never see that like in, in a, in a, in a professional setting, you never see the owner of the sports team, you know, getting down off the press box, putting on a headset and coaching the team. It never happens and it never will happen. So ultimately, you know, the reason why is, is because the owner's responsibility isn't just the, the game that's being played. Like it isn't just the 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 everyday game, right? The the thing that's actually producing the result. That owner has has fifteen to twenty million more responsibilities. We're talking marketing and sales departments. We're talking, you know, uh, general management for you know HR. We're talking about you know uh, administrative roles and responsibilities. We're talking about legal teams, legal responsibilities. We're talking about um, you know, branding and like all these things that the owner has to do. The actual game itself is probably like 5% of the owner's responsibility. Isn't that interesting? Because ultimately the way your business should be is that the, the actual production itself is only about 10% of how the business operates as a whole. It really is. That's just the promise being fulfilled. That's the delivery per se. That's, that's you know, when you go on Amazon, you buy something after seeing ads for it, after hearing friends talk about it, after, you know, doing your research on it, after doing all these things, getting the actual product was easy. And that's what it should be. And, and for you to be focusing so much of your time on, on the delivery aspect of the end result is what's crushing you. Okay. And if you if you're at a position where you're not, Still, listen, listen to this because I want to get into, you know, developing that team, but, but more so from a faraway standpoint, because you're going to be able to duplicate your success with what I'm about to share with you. So when we have this, this dynamic of an owner manager relationship, okay, there's a certain level of, I would say there was a certain, there's a certain level of opportunity for growth that comes with it. When you have your production taken care of, when you have a manager that you can trust, when you have somebody in your business that you know has your best interest in mind, is cognizant of the customer's needs, wants, desires. You know, I'll tell you early on in my business, for me to leave a job and completely be independent of that job wasn't hard. It wasn't hard for me because I know that I had confidence in my ability to sell and market. Okay. And I do understand that there's a lot of you that need to still develop that confidence to sell and market jobs. So you by nature go to your comfort zone. You by nature want to be a part of the production. I had someone come up to me the other day and say, Tanner, I mean, I like what you say and it, and it makes sense, but what would I do with my time in the meantime if I'm not painting or if I'm not roofing, if I'm not swinging a hammer? If I'm not doing these things, what would I do in the meantime? And in my head, I'm thinking, I mean, I personally like do so many things 
that relate to sales and marketing. So I'm able to come at you like, hey, you have a lot to do, but you may not know what you need to do. And that's okay. So I kind of want to first share that with you, what my day looks like, because it's really important. And I want to start off by saying that it's a result of your habitual habitual actions that are going to deliver you great results in sales and in marketing. Okay. So as a business owner, independent of the production. Okay. So think of it as a sports team, right? The owner's in the press box, the coach is on the field. You got to be in the press box. Okay. You got to be up in the press box far removed from the production. But guess what? That doesn't mean that you're not in the stadium. You can still see what's going on. You can still pop in. You can still go down and walk around and then talk to your managers and talk to your teammates and and talk to the customers and and be present. There's a lot of owners in the NFL that that go down on the on the field, you know, pre-COVID, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you do have the ability to be involved in a way that doesn't make you feel like you're just like alienated from your business. But when you go back into that press box, what are you doing? So let's start about what it really is in terms of how contracting businesses work. Majority of contractors, I would say 80% of them have the issue of being tied to the production. And if you're tied to to the production, that means obviously sales is going to, you know, lack, marketing is going to lack. So the business owner that has graduated from physically producing the work then goes right to estimates. Okay. This is what I did. I went right to doing estimates full time and estimating and selling are two different things. So when we go and do estimates, some business owners will go there, take measurements, take notes, take pictures, and then they'll kind of store that information somewhere. And then they will wait until they get home to actually do the, the, the quote. Okay. So estimating, quoting, and selling are the three tiers of what we quote unquote call a sales process. Okay. Some business owners will estimate quote on the job or excuse me, in person, save themselves some time and then leave the selling for a later date if they don't sell the job right there. So obviously, you know, and and I'm going to touch on what selling is in a second, but that is what the dynamics of that second level business owner is. Third level business owner is estimates, you know, estimate, um, quoting, selling immediately. So let me kind of give you an idea of what I mean by selling in this context because kind of can get kind of confusing, okay? Selling. Selling is literally preparing to have a negotiation right there on the spot every single time. There's no, like, that's the process. Like, the negotiation is done right there. Those business owners are going to see the highest closing rates and they're going to save themselves the most time because ultimately, if you're doing it on the spot, you're not having to go back and do it later. And when we are business owners that, really don't have that habitual muscle built to go and do follow-up calls, do phone calls and all these stuff. That's what I'm going to talk about next. Then that stuff gets put on the back burner. Okay. So the business owner that can, can do all those three things in one shot, um, you know, that, that is ultimately a business owner that is obviously removed from production and able to fill his day because those take time. I mean, we're talking about an hour, hour and a half per estimate. You're doing four estimates. You're filling up your day. Meanwhile, checking in on your jobs, calling whoever's in charge of the job, making sure that things are running smooth, you know, and kind of just running your business on the go in the car. Okay. So when we talk about 
another level, okay? And not, this is the level that I'm at. I'm going to, this is where I'm at in my business, okay? So I'm removed from the production. So I no longer have to go to jobs. I've set up systems in place to ensure that I never have to go to another job if I don't want to or only if there's a problem, okay? The core of that is my hiring. I tell you guys this all the time. I say it a lot because I want it to really ring a bell. Hiring is what's going to free you. That's that's really all I have on that. Hiring is going to free you. And if we know that the freedom that's tied to hiring is is the 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 wager is your time and your peace and your sanity, then hiring needs to be the the greatest focus in your business. The the process that you have in place. If you come to me and say, Tanner, I'm struggling. I'm, my first question is, what's your hiring process? And from there, I can tell what we need to do to get you on track. So that's the first aspect of, of, of where I'm at. So that's what freed me to be able to remove myself from the production. Okay. When COVID hit, I was the way a lot of contractors, and I'm just going to be real here because I want you to understand that I go through the same things that you may go through in terms of letting go as a business owner. This is, this is right now my livelihood. So it's important for me to be, you know, involved. I don't want to just like remove myself from the business completely. So for me, pre COVID, the idea of letting go of doing those physical estimates was like so far away. I thought I'd have to find this perfect salesperson. I thought I'd have to find somebody that had sold home improvement jobs before and bringing on somebody to do that would come with a big cost, usually 10 to 12% commission. And 10 to 12% commission on top of every job is a hike for a company that's really only doing four to five jobs a week. You know, although we're touching almost touching a million in sales, that can add up pretty quickly on a cash flow week to week basis, especially when me being the type of business owner I am, I know that I'm going to be doing second tier sales, following up, still really, you know, getting, get, trying to get that that sale going, um, and really just making money for the salesperson. That's just what my role would have been at that point in time. So I had to make a pivot and thanks to COVID and me really having to stay home, um, because of the baby, I gave that responsibility to someone else. And that responsibility wasn't what I did in terms of that level three, you know, salesperson, which was estimate quote and negotiate all in one package when I got there. So I had to let go of the quote and negotiate because I didn't want that to fall on the person that I chose to do this role. Really the quoting and the negotiating I knew could be done virtually. Even though it's not as emotional, I knew that it could be done because I've done it many times before. People would call me and just ask for a quote. I would look it up online, look up their house. I would, you know, send them a proposal, wait a little bit, and then do my sales process. So I knew that the most time consuming thing was the visit. And as much as I wanted to just do everything virtually, I thought that would be cool. The visit is what people need to feel safe and secure and trustworthy. They need to meet a representative from the company. And that's something that I understood pretty quickly. So my role that I created was to have somebody go out and do those, those visits for me, the estimates and the pictures and the measurements. So Chris, he got super fulfillment out of that because he got promoted to that role, which also is a role for him to actually oversee the jobs. 
when he doesn't have estimates go, to go do because he doesn't have you know estimates to do every single day like to fill his whole day so in the meantime he's just not like twiddling his thumbs he's filling in for um you know jobs that need to be done quicker he's doing walk arounds he's he's you know the customer service he's going to pick up paint for the guys all things that i used to do so i pretty much knew what my roles were at that tier of a business owner and i handed it off to him so he takes care of all that production stuff, that that day-to-day operation stuff. If something needs to be done, hey, I call Chris, he, he takes care of it. If there's an estimate needs to be done, hey, Chris will be there to take measurements and take pictures. So now I've completely removed myself from the physical interactions of production and the physical interactions of estimating, which means that I free myself from the two most time-consuming tasks when running a contracting business, Okay. Now, what do I do throughout my day? Because again, you know, you think of a business owner who has left production, he's left doing estimates, and you're thinking like, now what? Like, what could I possibly be doing through my day besides podcasting and shooting out information to you guys? There's plenty to do. Okay, so the first thing is, is that I have the responsibility of ordering the first batch of paint. I do that online for my guys. I don't know if you're a vendor or if you have a, another vendor, I don't know if you, they allow online ordering, but Sherwin-Williams does. So um, I'm making sure that I'm ordering paint online. It saves me from having to make that freaking long phone call with, hey, please hold and, and all that stuff. No, I just order everything online and it's been great. So if you're not ordering, if you're a painter, you're not ordering your paint. If you're a painting business owner and you're not ordering your paint online, that's a great move. So so I'm, I'm responsible for the uh, the paint orders, okay? Um, and it's good cause I can see what we're ordering. I can make sure that over orders don't happen. You know, you know, if you're your painting contractor, you ask your guy, how many, how many more gallons do you think you need? Ah, just get a five, you know? So we, yeah, I'm like, hey, let me, let me get you three and see, see where we go with that. You know, um, I, I know some of you guys chuckled at that cause it's true. So, so from there, you know, that's, that's one role. Second role is, uh, organizing project management. So I use Trello, phenomenal, easy to use, free, super easy project management tool that allows me to organize project management. So I'm in the system and my guys have access to this. So that means that they can see everything that I put in. So I'm in the system. I organize photos for the next job. I order organize what colors are going where, you know, important things that need to be noted. So I'm sitting in the office organizing all the project management things that need to be done that are ready for us for the next week's jobs. Okay. I'm coordinating the pressure washer to go pressure wash exteriors for us. I am communicating with customers through email, phone call, anything that needs to be addressed in terms of, you know, specifications for upcoming jobs. I am, I am reaching out to the two customers that we have, that we work for every day. So we have two jobs going every day. I call them to make sure they're happy with everything. I call them to make sure there's any, if there's not any concerns that need to be addressed, I'm actively involved in customer communication in that regard. Um, from there, um, you know, that's just kind of like administrative, that, that stuff there. Obviously, I have payroll that needs to be addressed. Um, I'm checking times to make sure people are clocked in on time. Um, making sure that, you know, all that stuff, all that administrative stuff is done. I also answer the phones in my business. Now I'm not, you know, I don't get crazy phone calls to where I feel it's justified to pay for somebody to do that yet. It doesn't take much of my time. I usually get maybe six to seven calls a day. Um, and three of them are spam. So, you know, that to me is something that I can easily manage, um, for right now. 
So that's something that I do. It goes right to my cell phone, pretty easy. So from there, that's kind of administrative, right? And ultimately, when I get to a point, and it's probably going to happen when Drip Jobs launches, because I just I just won't have the time. I'll hire somebody to do that for me, right? And all that can be done virtually. So I can either hire a virtual assistant to do that stuff, or I can hire someone locally that wants to work from home to do that stuff. Super easy thing to to pass off to somebody and oversee, right? So that's the administrative roles that I do at that point in time, okay? So in terms of sales, this is what's really taking up the majority of my time is looking at my CRM, looking at the deal stage of who are my new leads, who are leads that I've received from either HomeAdvisor or a website or Google, leads that have come in that have not committed to letting us quote the project yet. And you'd be so surprised that so many people will put in a request and not follow through on actually booking an appointment. So, you know, those people need to be followed up with. So I actively follow follow up with them, phone calls. Um, Then I look at people that have told me that they aren't quite ready for an estimate yet. So I, I go through that queue of people. I touch base with them, see where they are in the process, see what I can do to get them an estimate. Then I look at people that we've given estimates to. This is the big one. I'm following up. I'm trying to get creative on sales. I'm looking at our job schedule. I'm trying to see what dates need to be filled. I'm trying to see where profit margins are on certain quotes that I've given and seeing if I can give a discount and still be very profitable, but use that discount to create urgency. Somebody said to me, they don't like giving discounts. And I love giving discounts. It's one of my favorite things to do because I know number one, people appreciate it. Number two, I know my numbers. And when you know your numbers, giving discounts is easy because you're like, oh, I'll still make 50% on this. And they'll be happy. You know, so it's like one of those things that, you know, I I focus heavily on is identifying what I quoted initially, seeing where I can bring the price to to make it a no-brainer for people to go with us. Um, I'm managing reviews, I'm, I'm responding to reviews. Uh, I'm trying to get more active on, you know, posting on Facebook for the company, so getting getting the word out there on Facebook about us um, and you know and really just kind of managing that follow-up process, right? That 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 you know, that organic marketing follow-up process. So the next level is the sales aspect. So then I prepare for, you know, negotiations. So when Chris goes out and does estimates, he uploads the information to Trello. And then within 20 or 30 minutes, I'm on the phone calling them. Hey, did Chris do a good job? Did he answer all your questions? Hey, he he relayed this to me. I'm on the same page. And this is just making the customer think, holy smokes, this company's on it, right? And I'm calling them and I'm saying, hey, you, you know, are you happy with the way Chris, you know, asked his questions and all this stuff? And I just wanted to let you know that I'm in the office working on your quote right now. I'll have it to you shortly. I just wanted to double check, make sure that you didn't have any questions, right? So I'm building a relationship right there, just as I would do if I were walking in the house with them. But I saved myself the drive time. I saved myself the time so I could focus on all these other things, right? So we're running like a well-oiled machine. Every corner of the business has someone taking care of it. Think of what your business is looking like right now. Are you running from one corner to the other and not even really doing a good job at each corner? And that's where I'm trying to help you understand is that like when you get to a point where you remove yourself and get out of your own way and help allow someone else to be in that position, that's when you're going to see success. So, you know, as soon as I give that quote out, I, I work up the price super easy. I have cookie cutter pricing. You know, I mean, it doesn't take me long at all. Obviously, cookie cutter pricing is only possible when you focus on your niche. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day and I said, we're a three bedroom, two bathroom house painting company that paints ceilings, walls, trim and doors. And occasionally we paint closets. 
And that's it. I mean, really, that's our focus. So once we do that, obviously, I'm preparing for negotiation. I wait 30 minutes, and then I call them. I say, hey, did you receive the quote that we gave you? I just wanted to double check. Yeah, I'm at, I actually reviewed it. I printed it out or whatever. And then um, and then I, I get with them. I start the negotiation process that, you know, depending on how bad I need the job, if I really need to sell the job, if I really like the job and it's a job that we really want, like our ideal job, I'll definitely press hard to get that deposit. Um, and, and, you know, early on, I was definitely huge on in-person selling, but when we have a bunch of jobs, like we're three to four weeks out, there's no need to do in-person selling. I mean, you have the luxury of letting people, you know, say no to you, knowing that you can't get to them anyway. So you can, you know, work it the way that you want to work it. So that's, that's essentially, I mean, there's a lot to do. And when someone says, well, I don't know, really know what to do. Hopefully that helps you know that on the, you know, the first level is you're in a brush and you're working and you're doing all these things subpar. Second level is that you're overseeing your production and you're estimating full time. And remember, there's three tiers of an estimating contractor. You have the guy who goes and measures and takes pictures and says, I'll get back to you. You have the guy that measures and takes pictures and then writes a quote and leaves. Then you have the guy that measures and takes pictures, writes the quote and negotiates. Okay. And you and then you have administration. You have this, this third tier of administration that needs to be done. And then you have the sales aspect. So it's like you have these four major pillars that need to be addressed in your business. And then for you as a, as a business owner, like the best thing that you can do is put somebody to handle production, put somebody to handle the estimating portion. And I found that I'm so much better in the position of administration, this light level of administration, quoting the jobs, and then of course, negotiating. That is where my strength is because the business owner is the one that can negotiate the best because you ultimately know what you're willing to give up. So that's, that's the idea. And, and I empower people to operate and be the best in the positions that I've put them in and they love it. So man, that was good. That's what I got for you guys. So hopefully that opened up some, uh, some brainwaves for you. And, and that gives you some ideas of what you can accomplish in your business if you get out of your own way. Um, and that sounds like a good title for this one. Get out of your own way. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know that there's a ton of things that you could be listening to right now. There's music, there's a million podcasts, but yet you chose to spend time with me today. And, uh, I'm grateful. I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm, uh, every day I thank, you know, I thank God for the opportunity to serve you. Hopefully that, uh, you feel that I, I come with you with truth and passion and uh, enough to encourage you to just, just take heed to my advice. I'm coming to you from somebody that was in your position. I'm coming to you for somebody. I, I I was not born with extraordinary gifts. I worked hard, uh, but I wasn't afraid to to take the take the leap. And uh, you got to take action. You know, you can listen to this stuff every day and say, "Oh, that's a good idea." You can say, "You know what? I'm 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 actually going to listen to that," or "I'm actually going to do that." And then your day gets in in front of you, and you kind of forget what what was said, and you know, write it down. Write it down. If you write it down, you have a way better chance of committing it to memory. Thanks, guys. Catch you later. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business 
to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.